0: And we're back Back here on the show. It's me, Hugh. Janice here. And we've got uh, Audrey Lawson joining us here. Audrey, it's great to have you on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. So are you going
0: to be in the Raw Artist Show coming up? Yes. Are you going to be there both days?
1: No, I'll be there on Thursday the 15th.
0: The 15th, okay. Yes. And what is your story? How did you become a visual artist?
1: Uh, I grew up with um, a mother who's a painter. So ever since I was young i was exposed to her in her studio her studio was in the house so i was always she would set me up with my own project so that she could go into her studio and and do her thing uh and i have two older brothers and it was obvious from a young age my mom says that that i was most drawn to it so my parents were both very supportive of that and i i did it my whole life and then and I was always a daydreamer in school, I was a doodler, so naturally when I went to university I studied fine art, specializing in painting and drawing, and then after university I was trying to figure out what to do with this art degree, and uh, graphic design was just blowing up, so I actually became more interested in design, ended up studying fashion design, but while I was Doing the fashion, I realized I was more interested in the flat illustrative side of fashion more than the construction mm-hmm. and the um, model drawing in fashion school. So I, I switched back into painting on a canvas about three years ago, and I've been doing that full time ever since.
2: Did you ever have a, like an urge to totally, totally rebel against your mother and like become an accountant or no, no, never. No,
1: uh, actually, that's not true. I I felt a strong sense that I needed to start a business. So for a number of years I was I was doing that. I, st- I uh I worked towards a fitness business, a, a tech fitness business for a while. How'd that go? Uh it was going well but then a competitor moved into Toronto just as I was launching and oh. but it's a, it's all worked out for the best now, so yeah. Great. I'm
0: glad. So you're very happy doing the visual arts now? as a
2: Yes, I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's cool. So the, so, so uh, one bit of bad timing actually ended up being a good thing for you.
1: Yeah, everything happens for a reason. And it's not always easy to see that in the moment. But retrospect, is, it all makes sense.
0: Now we've got a couple of your images here that we can kind of look at. Maybe we can uh, look at them and then talk about uh, okay. how they came to be. No, you brought a really big one in. Maybe we can look at that one first. There's one, and then we've got a detail of that too. Let's, uh, let's, uh, tell us about this one.
1: This one I've called the gloaming. The gloaming is the time after sunset and before darkness. So it's sort of dusk, twilight. And um, when I, when I start doing these paintings, I don't know how they're going to look at the end of it. And I actually paint them upside down. So that I'm not too focused on what it looks like, I'm more just thinking about playing with the paint, and um, and then I flip it upside down, sometimes halfway through to to see where it's at, and and then flip it back and and continue. That's
0: uh, interesting. Does that
2: actually come, apply to uh, to? You know, do you do a lot of these kind of like sunset? Like this is um, this is like over water, I guess. Or it's, it, it feels it's, like it's over water, but it, it does, it's actually just the feeling of it. It's not It's necessarily a feeling that's of it. Is. Yeah,
1: to me, they' they're they're, oh, they're sort of sitting in between landscape and abstraction. My work up until this series, this series I started in August was always figurative. My whole life, I've, I've worked doing figures sometimes more representational and sometimes more abstracted. But uh, after I my last show in, in uh, July, I wanted to make a change, and I was feeling like my old work was very constricted. So I wanted to open it up, and by doing this, it allowed me to play more with the paint, and um, and I, I, it, it, defini- it's more fun. I'm enjoying it very much.
0: Is this more what you're uh, you're doing now? These these large, colorful. Canvases?
1: Yeah, in my studio I do the large oil landscape abstract paintings, and then every Friday a group of artists and, and me uh, do life drawing, and in that I do watercolor.
0: Now we've got another, we do have a life drawing here. Yes. So is this an example of the other now that we're going to see? It is,
1: yes. This is from one of the classes. All right, so let's. It's not a, it's not a class, but. Did you
2: have a model a for that? This is from a
1: model, yes. Okay. And that's
2: watercolor? Yes. Okay, watercolor, I find very, very difficult because it's very, uh, you have to be so careful and it's so constrained in terms of like, if you make a mistake, you're screwed, I think. That's the way, but this is beautiful. Like this is more delicate and more more, uh, detailed than I usually see watercolors. And this, how long a pose was this? Uh, The pose
1: would have been, we do three hour sessions and start off by doing a minute, Maybe five just like quick gestural drawings. Yeah, and then then we do a fifteen, which we usually fifteen minutes, which we usually extend to half an hour because it's not (laughs) long enough. And then the rest of the session we'll we'll do one pose. So
2: this would have been about two hours. Hmm. And with that, of um, do you actually take a break at at a a point during that two hours, or do you just go straight through? We take a
1: break. I'd prefer not to take a break, but the model (laughs) the model needs a break, and it would be. Against human rights to this one looks pretty comfortable, but some of her positions are a little more strenuous. Right. So,
0: so this is almost like practice, it seems, for you, right? It's you get,
1: it's funny you use that word because somebody else said that Yeah. the other day, but I brought up the point that it's all practice, regardless of whether yeah. it, it turns out to be a finished product or not. Yeah. I find when you put those like the, the pressure of, okay, this is going to be a finished work, mm-hmm. then that never turns out successfully. Because I find it's too tight, you're not going to experiment and um, allow yourself to make mistakes. Because as you were saying, those mistakes, they actually add life to the picture. Right. right? They're a positive thing.
2: Right. Somebody once told me that, uh, that she knew that she was supposed to be a musician because when she was making music and she made what would have been a mistake to somebody else, that leads her to a new discovery. It's true. And that's when she realized that was her art. So I always think that when you can, when you can figure out where you forgive yourself for your mistakes and where your, where your mistakes are actually a good thing, that's where you know you've landed in the right place.
1: And maybe when you can catch it early enough that you can sort of mold it in a positive direction rather than just going with the mistake a little
2: too far. Which is what I guess the experience comes from so then. Yes. Yeah it's lovely. Um, that was uh, th- th- that uh, it's just extraordinary that you actually do your life drawing with watercolor though. So you actually use watercolor the way that most people would use a pencil. Yes. But the, um, the idea of, uh, of you know the, the pressure of the finished work actually kind of killing the art part of it though, that must be very different from the graphic design side of you. Because there you're actually, you actually are working towards something that's...
1: Yes. And I don't think that's, I'm not, I'm not the best graphic designer, I'll say that now. <laughs> so it's probably why, like we were talking about happy accidents, I'm not in graphic design now.
2: <laughs> and though, because of course those things in graphic design aren't necessarily the, the the way that you have to behave when you're producing something, especially for a, for a client, I suppose that you actually have to be exactly when yeah they set expectations and you're like oh but but this, this would be so much more beautiful and <laughs> doesn't yeah. work out like
1: that. Yeah.
0: Now where do you see your uh, the direction of your art going moving fo- going forward?
1: Uh, I'm going. I'd like to work continue with these abstract landscapes. This one is one of the more realistic of of this series. Um, I'd like to experiment more with pushing them into further into abstraction. I'd also like to work much larger. Mm. And um, that that
0: was a pretty big one. That's how much larger?
1: Forty-one by forty-eight inches. Yeah. I would love to do um, maybe six feet by seven feet or so. Wow. Why do do you want to do so big?
0: Why do you want to do that?
1: Mm. Is it exciting because for, for these images I feel like they need to be big because I f- you want to be inside of them so, so like it's picture bigger windows. yeah yeah so I, f- I think uh, bigger is better in this case. I don't feel that way about the watercolor so it, yeah. it's not like I feel everything should be big but with yeah. these ones I think th- I think they could go bigger
0: S- So pretty much sticking with the landscapes with the uh, watercolor human form. Anything else you want to get into, maybe? Mm,
1: these are both fairly new. In my life drawing sessions, I've always used charcoal, so I've only s- started using the watercolor in the past two months or so.
0: I think that's great, though. I yeah, mean, it's gorgeous. Did you get kind of bored of the charcoal? Well, here you have the color. And I just you get have that messy. Feel of that watercolor.
2: Yeah, I can't and use and charcoal because it just—I end up with a mustache. You yeah. Hitler mustache at some point. You have to embrace yeah. that you walk out like, <laughs> don't
0: embrace touch Embrace your me. inner Hitler. <laughs>
1: oh, yes. And I find that the, the charcoal, at least for me, I lost some of the sensitivity that I feel you can pick up with watercolor.
2: Right.
0: Yeah.
1: It's
2: neat. It's mm-hmm. just delicate. Yeah. And, it's and
1: when you don't have the, use a pencil to create the composition underneath the watercolor, then you can sort of let the image emerge as you're going.
2: you never really have a, a, a line, so to speak, I guess.
1: Yeah, exactly. You yeah. If you, if you start light enough, then you can morph it as you're going
2: along. Now, do all your um, do all your uh, abstract the the these these sort of abstract works? Do they all have um a quality of, of reflection, like that 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 when you turn them upside down, there is like they because this one this one definitely has kind of a, a like an x axis through it. But do most of them, or do many of them, or do you mean the horizon the, line the horizon, where when yeah. You, yeah,
1: I would yes. Uh, Almost, I would say 90% of them have that reflection because actually, when I started the first one upside down, I was planning on it being upside down, and it was sort of—I felt like I was painting water. So that's why it was interesting when I flipped it. How? And it, then all of a sudden, your water a is the sky. And yeah,
2: that's really cool.
0: One thing I noticed—I'm just going to lay this on you. Okay. I think I know where totem poles came from because where? if you look at a northern lake. With the reflection of the shoreline, the rocks, and the trees on the still water. Yes. If you flip it up 90 degrees, it looks like a totem pole. You see faces oh. and all this kind of oh, stuff. So think I
1: just neat. got shivers. I'm just I gonna I did uh, too.
0: Cool. leave that with you and, and see I'm what. I'm gonna happens.
2: dive back into Emily. Carr I'm gonna for be a bit.
1: rotating some images on my computer when I get home. Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Cool. When I did you notice that? Eh. Did eh, you just? You four years ago. That's really cool. Um, mm, insights so on that too. Yes. so no you're Revelation. you're here at the raw show uh, coming up on the you the fifteenth right fifteenth yeah fifteenth so people you're gonna be showing some of your work there people can buy it
1: yep I'm going to have this painting and uh, I've done I'm actually once I leave here I'm going to pick up I've had a number of uh, art prints done of my watercolors so I'm going to be selling them framed as well
0: great. Very nice. And the
1: originals. Okay. Lovely. Yes.
0: Well, I think uh, I think you're a real artist. I can just <laughs> tell by the way you're talking about the work that you do. So Thank you. I just want to say thanks for coming in today. Thank
1: you for having me. It was great to be here.
0: And do you have a website or anything online where people can get and stay in touch with I you? I do. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's audreylawson.com. A-U-D-R-E-Y-L-A-W-S-O-N.com.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks, Audrey. Thank love you. to have you back anytime. So Thanks. let us know uh, whatever's new with you, and uh, love to have you back.
1: Great. I look Great. forward to it. All right. Thanks. Thank you.
0: Okay. So we're gonna take a little break. Still got so much more coming up on Liquid Lunch. I think Laura Nashman's gonna be on next, and uh, we shall continue. So we'll see in a couple minutes.